0: time recorded with the most ill of intentions from fort worth texas it's robo tuners insignificant podcast occurrence number five for sunday february 8th 2015 in the year of baphomet Greetings, RoboTuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa, back again for that no-budget podcasting style for your listening enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all the above. Take your pick. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to Occurrence 5. And before I go any further, let me reintroduce to you once again, back from the abyss, well not literally, I just kind of like to call her workplace that, my lovely girlfriend Shelly. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, s- say it again. Hello. Okay, there you go. I had your channel muted, sorry. So, yes, Shelly is back once again, not having to work till 10 o'clock at night. I know that sucks for you, babe. Yeah. Okay. So, what did we do this weekend?
1: Well, um, we celebrated... Uh,
0: Valentine's Day?
1: On Friday, because we have kids next weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. And... We went to the melting pot.
1: But you... Went to Comic Con yesterday.
0: Oh, okay. You didn't want to talk about multipod pot, did No, I mean before? it was
1: good. It was good.
0: Yeah, it was cool. I've been I've been there before. It's just been a long time. Mm-hmm. I like the it, pace. It's very it's a very romantic setting. I remember you and I were talking. The two favorite the well at least as far as like exquisite dining or luxury dining. I know that the two biggest places that I think are my favorites, are number one was Melting Pot, which we went to last night, and number two was Texas Day Brazil. And to me, the Melting Pot is a lot more of a romantic mm-hmm. type of dinner, very, very relaxed, very, very, you know, very quiet. And then, but Texas Day Brazil, it's more, you know, more energetic as far as the atmosphere and with all the, I can't remember the. the actual portuguese term the the guys that bring around the meat like they they actually had a term for it but all those people that keep constantly bring you around the meat and just it it was very very energetic very loud as compared to like the the melting pot but as far as the value for the money i really think my money's on texas day brazil yeah it is a little cheaper too
1: i know you say that but i mean it may be but there's a, a a huge difference you go away from both places over full that's for sure And when you go to the melting pot, you're going there for one thing, fondue, period. That's it. So you know what you're in for. You're in for uh, vegetables, bread, apples, cheese. And if you're doing the full four-course meal, you're going to get the meat as well and chocolate. So I don't necessarily think that the value isn't there. It seems like it isn't because you don't get an all-you-can-eat menu of food. But... It basically is all you can eat. I mean when you leave there you barely can walk out of that place. You're so full. Oh, I know. I like I like both places, but you're right. I think the Texas State Brazil is a little bit on the less expensive side.
0: Yeah, plus I'm sure that's all eye candy for you, checking out all the the hot Brazilian waiters. Ew. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't dig on Hispanics?
1: Uh, it's not that I'm just it's not my thing.
0: Yeah. Well, the first time that I went, it was with the department from one of my old jobs, and most of the most of the people there were like were older ladies and they're like, Ooh, look at those cute waiters over there And I was uh, the only guy in the department that was just like, Oh man, shut the hell up <laughs> It drove <laughs> me crazy. <laughs>
1: Going with a bunch of single ladies to one of
0: those No older ladies. Oh. I didn't say single. Oh I, I older didn't say single ladies. I see. Yeah. Everybody loves the mat. Yeah. Loves well, the Robotina.
1: You know, honestly there's a quite a few places that you obviously have never experienced Groop. because if you had, you would change your mind about what you like better. There's Baby Do's, which has nothing to do with Papa Do's. Baby Dolls? No, not Baby Dolls. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I've been there too. (laughs) Baby Do's. It's a very fine dining establishment. Um, They even go as far as to serve escargot, that kind of stuff.
0: Hmm, I would try escargot.
1: Uh, It was good. Um, If you like steak fat, you'll like escargot. You really will. Hmm. And then, um, of course, we haven't been to the Reunion Tower ever
0: I've been there once, a yeah. way overpriced, not worth it to me. Yeah. D- Unless you want to, and if you're motion sickness, definitely don't go there. Yeah. If you have it.
1: But there's a lot of steak places around here that are amazing, and they're way better than one of those, whatever it is, Chukas, Chukascaria's.
0: Churrascaria. Ch- yeah. Churrascaria. Gotta get going. Bye, Becky. Hadouken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that was, it was a nice time. I like to go there like every, live very long once, once in a while.
1: So why don't you start telling me about Saturday?
0: Yes, well, the first thing I, the, the first thing that I did on Saturday morning actually was not planned. I had to unclog our damn shower, which I spent like an hour doing. That's one bad thing about Living in a household of people that have long hair.
1: Nobody wants to hear about the shower, baby. They want to hear about Comic-Con.
0: <laughs> I know they want to hear about All right, Comic-Con. All so let's
1: not talk about that. Let's talk about Comic-Con.
0: I know. I was just trying to let everyone know that it got off to a little bit of a bumpy start. And then actually, originally, I wasn't going to go because I thought the emission was going to be a lot more than it was. And on top of that, it was my buddy Josh, who's the singer and rhythm guitarist on my band The Confounded. It was his bachelor party. So I actually decided to go and meet them up there, and I have to say it's the first time that I've gone to the official Comic-Con here in Dallas, and it was worth it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you went, because I felt really crappy that I didn't get to go to Brooks, but month-end is month-end for me, and it's
0: it's a very tiring time. And and you had to work all day, too. So. (coughs) Yeah, but I, I didn't.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Please excuse me. I'm finding a little bit of a sniffles here and trying to keep it off the mic as much as possible. Anyway, I got there and I actually when I got to the Irv- or the the Las Colinas Convention Center, it wasn't advertised as this, but I actually had to leave the park leave the parking areas and go to the nearest ATM because they were charging 5 bucks for parking and it was cash only and it didn't say that on the website. So after I did and having to park almost a mile away from the center, because I got there at 1:45 and the doors open at nine. Well, Josh and his crew they all got there way early. Excuse me, way early in the morning, so they were able to they were able to get to get a good parking spot once they got there. And on top of that, the ground was really mushy because it, it rained here recently, and it was just an open dirt field. It wasn't actual an actual paved parking lot, which may, and on top of that, I wore my Converse, not the best walking shoes, especially for those kind of conditions, so by the time I finally got up to the front entrance, my feet were were really sore, but at the entrance, they actually had something pretty kick-ass, it was a recreation of Ecto-1, and it was a Dodge, um, Dodge Magnum, that's right, yeah, the, the big muscle station wagons, and, uh, So that was the first thing that I saw there, and after I, and ironically, right after I paid admission, there Josh and his crew was right at the front there, but most of the time we just ended up spending, walking around the place, we got a couple posters, I actually bought a couple of uh, NES posters, that's going to be in my eventual eventual cave whenever I get around to making it out of my shed. I bought one from Contra, Mega Man 1, Mega Man 3, and The Legend of Zelda. And I also got a a movie poster from a movie called Flappy or Slappy, something like that. It's by the same guys that made District 9. It's coming out next month. It almost looks like it's going to be intentionally campy, though, which to me is a pretty big departure from District 9. Now, I haven't seen the movie, but I know it's like one of those serious action flicks that's about, you know, defending Earth from alien invaders and that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, so that was pretty cool. And I would have to say that the badass costumes were worth the price of the admission alone. Shortly after I met up with Josh and his friends, we went upstairs to the second level. And there were just these two guys that were there attending the convention. They weren't a, par- a vendor or part of any official you know, official events that were go- actually going on at the convention. They were dressed in stormtrooper outfits. And all these people were just walking by them. And they are standing against the wall. And they were just there having letting people take their pictures with them. And I did, and I'm actually going to upload it for the accompanying picture for the episode this or for the occurrence this week. And as far as the costumes that were the most I would have to say that would be Arrow and Poison Ivy. And Arrow that really didn't surprise me because the the main guest for Dallas Comic Con was Stephen Arnell, the guy that actually plays Arrow Oliver Quinn on the TV show. And part of and part of uh, Josh's bachelor party gift is that his friends actually chipped him to have him his picture taken with Stephen Arnell and the other guy on the show who's like his partner or something like that. I don't know. I've only watched one or two episodes of Arrow. I think I'm going to actually start watching it from the beginning so I can get caught up on it after... The first season of Gotham's over, because after it's over, I'll need something new to indulge on. That's DC Comics related. I don't know. I haven't really got got to watch. I haven't really got to uh, got a chance to watch Agents of Shield or the new uh, Agent Carter yet. But those are like way on the back burner. Anyway, but as far as my favorite costumes that I saw, Lego Hulk, the Lutesses from Bioshock, the Bioshock Infinite video game, and a, tr- a guy dressed on a troll who was actually on stilts that actually stood probably seven and a half feet tall. I just casually took a picture of him as he was walking towards me to- in the exhibit area where they sold all the merchandise. And he just walked up to me and just put his hand on my shoulder <laughs> and just stood there. And I said, hey, Josh, go over here. And I got my picture taken with him too. And I'm just looking up with this really nervous face like, um, That's not a troll. Okay.
1: That's not a troll. It's a goat
0: man. Okay, well. I actually thought maybe he could pass as a min- as a minotaur also, but he didn't really, you know, have the upper body of one of a bull. I mean, uh, he didn't really have the head of a bull.
1: No, he had a, the head of a goat.
0: Yeah, the the lower torso torso he did, and I guess the and uh, I guess the bottom of his costume were like really big hooves.
1: Yeah, he had two legs, right? Not four. Well,
0: yeah, but minotaurs don't have four legs. That's centaurs. Yeah. Those are the horsemen. Right. Half men, half horse.
1: So he's probably a minotaur then. Mm. He's a goat face.
0: Minotaur, minotaur, same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just different pronunciation. Like pecan or pecan. I say pecan. (laughs) Anyway, as far as the other guests there, the only... I didn't actually go into the big autograph room, but the ones from the area that we stood in line in this, I'll get to this also, to where we stood in line for the Q&A session with Stephen Arnell, there was Ken Page and Chris Sarandon. Ken Page is an actor and a cabaret singer, and he is the one that actually voiced and sung all the tunes by Mr. Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas. And Chris Sarandon is the actor who actually did the speaking role for Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas, and you may also know him as Prince Humperdinck from The Princess Bride. My father's final words were, Love her as I love her, and there will be joy. I couldn't think of any other better lines from him off the top of my head. Sorry. But uh, seriously, dude, that uh, Chris sarandon he's fucking skinny. That dude can't weigh any more than like 150, and he's like my height. He's like 6'1", 6'1", maybe 6'2". Um, I got a couple of pictures from him from from afar because if I actually wanted to get my picture taken with him or close up, he would, you know, like most of the other celebrities, they were charging charging money for him and for, of course, sign prints. And then the only other two celebrities or actors that were at the in the autograph area that I was standing by were two of the people that played Power Rangers, but I didn't really care about that. Power Rangers came out whenever I was really kind of Old to, too old to for that kind of stuff. The first series came out when I was 13 and I was you know way past that at the time. So anyway, so about our experience waiting to see Stephen Amell for his Q&A session. Myself, Josh and the people the other his other friends that were there with him. Us and I think three other people We're the very last ones in line to see them. Everyone else behind us, the the security and volunteers, they said, "No more. This is where it stops. Nobody, we're not letting anybody else in to see for the Q and A session. There's not any more room." So they let everybody by that had the gold passes or the gold wristbands, which got to go in front of everybody else. And then after they let them in, they let the masses of the other people that didn't have them in. And whenever it came down to it, us and about 100 people in front of us, they said, sorry, we're way out of room. We can't let any more in. So (laughs) we dispersed at that point, and we went to the cafe and shared some cookies and water because we were thirsty from walking around most of the day. And then after that, the very last event of the night is (coughs) that, excuse me, damn. Oh damn, this cold. Whatever it is. Anyway, Josh actually, like I said earlier, he actually got to have his picture made with Stephen Amel and the other dude from Arrow that plays his partner. And I'm actually glad that he signed up to do this because the line started about 630. Yeah, the they started letting people line up that had paid to see to get their picture taken with them about 6:30, 645. And the actual event officially ended at 7. So when Josh was in line waiting to have his picture taken, myself and the rest of the guys were just waiting out in the atrium. And everybody was doing a mass exodus at that point. Because I thought to myself, oh, fuck, what's it going to be like trying to get out of here? No, but actually it was about 7.30 whenever he finally came out. And by then, almost everybody had gone. So I was... After that, I walked the whole half mile down back to my car through the same squishy dirt, which freaking killed my feet even worse at that point because we'd been walking all day. But anyway, after that, we were going to go to a restaurant in Dallas. And the name of it escapes me, but it's the same name as the club that they go to in Arrow that they all kind of hang out at. I, Like I said, I don't haven't really started watching the show, so the name escapes me right now. Anyway... They beat me there just by a couple minutes and they said that parking was a clusterfuck and they just said, you know what, let's go to someplace else. So we actually ended up driving back to Fort Worth and going to, we were going to go to Fred's, which is a historic burger joint, but then it was kind of crowded and there was a, there was a country band playing and Josh really isn't a fan of country, so that was kind of a buzz for him. So we went to a place down, down the street called the Rodeo Burger, which that place was really kick-ass, really good food. And John, our lead guitarist from The Confounded, he met us up there too. And then after that, uh, everyone's like, well, are we going to stay in drinks a little bit more? And then Josh and I think one or two of his other friends said, no, man, we're just way too tired. I was tired. I hadn't drank any alcohol all day. And I felt like I was going to pass out right there at the fucking table. So I came home and went right to bed. It was a lot of fun, though. Like I said, th- seeing all the people in costume at Comic-Con was worth the... The price of the emission alone. It would have been cool to see some of the extra t- stuff and maybe if I got an autograph or twos from... I would have liked... If if I would have had a choice, I would have liked to have gotten one from Chris Sarandon. Because there was like nobody in line to get his autograph or the guy that did it, Oogie Boogie, pa- Ken Page.
1: Why didn't you go get it then?
0: Because they were charging $30 per autograph. $30? And then they char- yes, and they charge it... And it's separate... They were charging separately... To have your picture taken with him too. Yeah. It that's common for most of these guys that go to conve- that, you know, go to conventions to have their do the meet and greets and the autograph signing. I think Josh had to pay twenty well actually, no, not him, but his friends actually paid for him to have his picture taken with Stephen Amell, and that was like thirty bucks right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because...
1: Back in the day when it was free to get an autograph. What?
0: Well, it's really up to the individual actors or celebrities if they want to charge or not. So they, there's not any kind of clause whenever they sign up to do these conventions that, if, that they have to charge a certain amount or if or anything like that. Mm. So anyway, but yeah, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to the one that's coming in May. At the end of May, because Robin Lord Taylor is going to be there. The dude that plays Penguin in Gotham. And also hmm. some of the Firefly cast is going to be there. Nathan Fillion. I want to go. Alan Tudyk and Marina Baccarine. I want to go. Yeah, we'll have to go. I think it's Memorial Day weekend.
1: I want to see Nathan Fillion.
0: Hulk Hogan's going to be there too. Hey, brother. I really don't give a shit about him, though. Hmm. Wow. Welcome come here, brother. Well, all right. <coughs> all right. <coughs> Damn it. <coughs> oh, uh. <coughs> uh, that went down my throat. That's not pleasant at all. Gross. Anyway, then today I was actually you and Shiner woke me up, and then I was so sore from all the walking we did. Then we went to one of the local thrift stores, and I got a I got a pretty nice Apple Studio display. It's about a 12 inch screen on it. I brought Are you sure it home. Sure, it's not
1: bigger than that. I
0: don't know, maybe 14 inches. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking you think? 14.
0: Okay. Anyway, about fourteen inches, and I got it home, and the damn thing doesn't connect here. So I'm either gonna have to find an adapter or a different type of a, a different a different type of uh, connector to my MacBook Air here. So mm. we'll see. I don't know. I'm 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 okay with the screen that we have now, though. It's not a big detriment. Anyway, that's pretty much we've done. Pretty much all we've done all this weekend. So that's all I got for now. Would you like to move on to the news stories you got, my love?
1: Sure. What would you like to start with? We have Google is listening. We have earthquakes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 2015 predictions of the end of the world, and 75 Easter eggs from Marvel movies.
0: Uh, Let's go with the earthquakes first because, you know, chairs are so hard to put back up once they get knocked over. (laughs)
1: Like we never have that problem. (laughs) Well, um, I was talking to my ex-husband earlier about the earthquakes because he used to do fracking. He used to repair the equipment on the sites where they do the actual fracking. And I asked him... Do you think the earthquakes are because of the fracking or do you think it's because of something else? And he said that SMU did a a test on the area and found a very shallow fault line. And that was what was causing the earthquakes. So I decided to look it up because I was very interested in what's causing the earthquakes. And come to find out, SMU may have done that study. But it has not been confirmed that that is what's causing the earthquakes. Actually, what has been confirmed is, is that regions with frequent induced earthquakes may also be subject to damaging earthquakes that would have occurred independently of human activity. That's what they said. But it also says that these are occurring because of human activities. So it goes both ways. So it says... Too many
0: people fucking at once.
1: Whatever. It says few earthquakes east of the Rockies uh, happen, however, have been definitely linked to mapped geological faults. Scientists who study Eastern and Central North America earthquakes often work from the hypothesis that modern earthquakes occur as a result of slips on the pre-existing faults that were formed in earlier geological eras. And that have been reactivated under the current stress conditions. In other words,
0: fault lines, right?
1: Yes. So we have a shallow fault line. However, they're being reactivated due to stress conditions. And that's where the fracking comes in. Because the fracking and the oil and all that that's going on in Texas right now, it's causing stress. On the fault lines, and that's why we're having all these earthquakes
0: because it's nobody's fault but mine. Why I can't help myself.
1: Okay, so (coughs) the next one I want to talk about is the 2015 predictions, end of the world conspiracy theories. About Nostradamus prophecies and the Mayan calendar, Mayan calendar, however you want to say it. So what they're saying is, and when I say they, I'm talking about conspiracy theorists that
0: like that H and A leans dude. I have never watched that show, but that dude's got some crazy hair. How the fuck can you take him seriously if he can't even? If the History Channel, the fucking History Channel, they can't afford to him. They can't afford. For him to have his own wardrobe and stylist?
1: He has his own wardrobe and stylist. It is himself. And therefore his hair is crazy. <laughs> and that is what makes him unique. He's also very educated. Anyway, I like that show. Be quiet.
0: Hypocrisy. <laughs> I've never watched it.
1: <laughs> so basically what, what a couple of things that I read is that the Mayan calendar may have been off a little.
0: Yeah, because it's 2012 <laughs> and we're all still alive.
1: By about three years. They're saying that May 5th of this year is the day that is supposed to create the World War 3 and zombie apocalypse virus, bioweapon, blah, blah, blah. Um, they say that, uh, let's see. World War 3 is inevitable due to economic reasons and it's possible Vladimir Putin's claim over Arctic oil could Vladimir be a trigger Putin. point. It's believed worldwide oil reserves could run out by 2060. Of course, the skies would not be falling appropriately if a 2015 asteroid impact on Earth was not thrown into the hat for 2015 predictions. So, in 2015, be watching for World War III and an asteroid to come crashing down in our world this year. Okay.
0: And by 2060, if I'm still alive, I'll be in my 80s.
1: Well, I don't think we'll have to worry about our oil uh depleting in 2060 basically because the asteroid will have hit the earth and created you know, an a Armageddon, yeah. Eventually. Or World War 3 will have destroyed everybody on this planet. So we have so many things against us going on in our 2015 End of world predictions.
0: Yeah, and plus on top of that, the uh, whenever the 2012 scare was around the Mayan calendar, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of the world. It's just the end of the calendar cycle, which doesn't necessarily mean the end of anything.
1: Yeah, well, they're saying they were off by three years, oh. the conspiracy theorists. So um, I have, I believe it's, is it 13 things? Oh, six strange addictions. There are people out there that have six strange addictions. Is and Jane's one of them? Is what? Jane's? No. Actually, these are very weird. You don't get and it. And what? You? No.
0: Jane's addiction. Oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was. I thought you said jeans. I was like, no, what? no,
0: Jane's. Jane's. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, some of these. One
0: is addiction.
1: You and I may do. Uh, the other ones. Maybe some other people, and then the other ones are crazy. I don't know who does that.
0: Okay, uh, we're talking about addictions, right? Not sexual positions? Because I don't want to get into that. <laughs> not publicly.
1: Six strange and in parentheses addictions. Okay. okay? The first one is chewing ice. I, I find myself doing it. I'm not addicted to it, but I know people who are, and it ruins your teeth. Yeah,
0: it's horrible for your teeth. It's alignment.
1: It's called Pagophagia. And it's a form of pica, which is people is it, who eat, like, ashes and things like that.
0: Is, there a chew that. is there a form of chew that goes along with that?
1: No, it's pagophagia. Oh,
0: okay. I thought you said pica. I thought you said pika. pika. It's pica. Yeah, that's why I said, is there a form of chew that goes a, along with it's that? It's a
1: form of pica. It's a condition that comes with a tendency to not oh my to God, eat non-food it. items. <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the next one is not something that I do personally. And I don't know who does or why they would, but this is really gross. But eating human ashes, which is another form of pica, by the way, because it's a non-food item and it has no nutritional value, value at all. No. Um, then there's tanning. There are some people that get addicted to tanning. I've known quite a few in my lifetime, and it's not good for you. Mm -mm. There's also getting tattoos. There are people that once you get one tattoo, it's almost an addicting thing, because then you want to get more and more and more. That's
0: what I've heard. Yeah, I still have yet to get one.
1: I have one tattoo, and I haven't gotten any more. Not that I don't want any more. I just don't spend my money on that. And then there's internet addiction, which... We all have some form of that. We all use our cell phones. We use our computers when we get home. We have our computers at work. So it's called internet addiction disorder. It's problematic use of the internet. It's compulsive internet use and refers to people excessively using a computer, which I'm like, that's just how our world is. I don't have to have the computer. I can actually put my computer down and go do other things. But I think this has to do with people who can't stay off their phones when they're in a public place or in a social gathering. Not going to name any names. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Wonder who I'm talking about.
0: I'm not chronic about it. Hmm. I'm not.
1: Let me ask you this. Do I have to threaten you with grounding you from your phone?
0: That's been a long time since you've had to do that, or since you have done that. That
1: was lo- it was like the end of last year when your friends got married, and you were on your phone.
0: <laughs> Those weren't my friends. Those were your former in-law. That was your former in-law.
1: No, that was your friends. I'm talking about Carla. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't during the... Uh, yeah, I had to take your phone away from you.
0: It wasn't during their... Uh, yeah, I didn't have it out no, during, it your during ceremony. No, it wasn't during their
1: ceremony, but it was during the reception. Hello, we're at a reception. Why are you on your phone? Just make no- mental note of that. Okay. The last one, and I've n- I have don't know who does this. I don't know anyone who does this. Drinking air freshener.
0: Drinking air freshener? Drinking air freshener. Isn't that poison? Or... Can- or- Aren't some of them poisonous? Well, Can be?
1: says the clean, She puts the cleaning mist in her mouth up to 50 times a day and goes through 20 cans of air freshener a week.
0: I have no words. I don't know. What was that? That gargling sound. Was that me or was that you? That was me. Oh, okay.
1: So that's all I have for that. Do now, here's it's something it's- that we were talking about earlier today. And it was, it was. I've heard of it sort of before, but it was so long ago that I was like, whatever, that doesn't true, and I just let it go away. But
0: like the we were explosion. talking
1: to your, your, and uh, your uh, sister's husband. Yeah, Mike. Mike, and he mentioned it, and I was like, no way, no way. Google is listening. There is. Google Chrome, and it can listen in on your conversations. And then when you go in to type into Google, it'll pull up what you just talked about. It's usually on Android phones only. It's not on the Apple phones. So we don't have to worry about those. Yeah,
0: I've never had that issue with my iPhone or that instance.
1: There have been times where I have been, I went to my phone to look something up. And it popped up automatically. But I thought it was because other people had tried to look for it. And I was looking for it too. And I thought, oh, that was easy. But it's saying um, on a lot of websites, a lot of websites, that Google is listening. There is a part of the application on Google where... It's supposed to be able to hear what you're saying because Google Chrome is integrated into our Android phone so much, not Chrome necessarily, but Google, that apparently they can listen through your mic. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I've experienced. I've gone to many forums today to see what other people have experienced because I wanted to talk about it today. And there are so many people on here that have had a conversation outside, not use their phone, And then they went to their phone to type in, like searching for a restaurant, searching for a a business, and it pops up automatically. And so it really freaked them out. I would be freaked out. Well, I was. So I I experimented with it. It didn't do it on my phone today, but that's not to say it hasn't ever done it. And I may have my location turned off on my phone, and that's why I didn't do it. Ah, gotcha. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what causes it. I don't know if it's true. I'm just pointing it out.
0: Well, I'd like to say the word space docking. And we'll check your phone afterwards to see if it shows up any any references to that.
1: Well, my phone's not even in the room with us.
0: Oh, damn it. Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck. i will have to play this back later with your phone next to, next to the speakers. Oh, that would be cool. And then show it to JJTM so they can do a bit on it too. If they want.
1: So, my last, but not least.
0: 16 minutes remain.
1: um thing I wanted to talk about was, I went to a website because I was looking for something to talk about. And they were talking about the Marvel movies and little intricate details. Little bitty, teeny, tiny details in these movies that we may have missed.
0: Like continuity ones? Continuity errors?
1: No, just little... little Special things that they put into the movies that we may have missed.
0: Like Chris Hemsworth was holding his hammer in his right hand in one scene, then when it cut to the other scene, it's holding it in his left.
1: No, not things like that. Like, for instance, Lou Ferrigno was a security guard in The Incredible Hulk. Did yes. you know? Okay. Yes, he
0: was. So is Stanley. Of course, he's in almost. he makes the cameo in almost every Marvel movie since the early 2000s.
1: And in the first Iron Man, you can see in the background in one of the interviews that Iron Man is doing, or not interviews, but one of the scenes that you can see Iron Man testing his suit out in, in the very back background, you can see Captain America's iconic shield. And it's being worked on. Oh, cool. Um, oh, during the battle at Shark Tower, many of the letters are knocked off. All, in fact, except the A... A clear nod to it later becoming the Avengers Tower. Ah. So, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but of course, that's what happened. Also, when Quicksilver discovers Magneto's power set, he says, you can control metal? My mom knew someone who could do that. And in the comics, Magneto is Quicksilver's father.
0: Oh, I never knew that. I -hmm. I really don't know much about... The Quicksilver character.
1: Well, I mean, that's an X-Men Days of the Future Past kind of thing.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I haven't watched that one yet. So you kind of
1: learn that Quicksilver's lineage is actually through Magneto. Cool. So let's see the next one. All right. When hulked out in the Avengers, the various grunts, groans, and iconic lines are voiced by Lou Ferrigno.
0: Are they really? Yes. Wow, that's awesome.
1: So when you hear those grunts in the Hulk movie, that's really Lou Ferrigno. In the flashback scene that starts the film, we meet the doctor who will one day help Tony build his first suit in the cave. The good doctor even references the initial meeting to Tony in the scene they share. And that's in that's Dr. Jensen in Iron Man 3.
0: Yeah, and uh, Tony Stark's, I think, Grandfather is the one that actually made Captain America a superhero. With this, he's the one that invented the serum. Hmm.
1: Okay. Um. There's a Doctor Strange name drop in Captain America Winter Soldier. While Captain America, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. When, while Captain America and Falcon are interrogating Jasper Still Sitwell, he mentions one of the men they've been keeping an eye on, Stephen Strange. So there's a little bit of a name drop there. Uh, Rebecca Romaine cameo in X-Men First Class. Mystique, who is Jennifer Lawrence, is trying to seduce Magneto and asks if it's because she's too young, if he'd like her a little older. She then morphs into her older self and is played by Re- Rebecca Romaine in the original trilogy.
0: Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen X-Men First Class either. I kind of stopped with the X-Men movies after... Well, I saw 1 through 3 and I saw Origins Wolverine, which was pretty fucking awful. It had some cool moments in it, but I really didn't like the portrayal of Deadpool. I mean, I know that they were trying to go chronologically with the time that he joined Alpha Flight and when the Alpha Flight comics took place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, historically, I did like that factor, but the rest of it, I just... I just didn't like where it went.
1: Hmm. All right. So, the Avengers Tower 2, the Avengers. At the end of the Avengers, Tony looks at the blueprints for reconstruction. If you look closely, there are symbols for each of the members' quarters symbolized by their icons. Thor's hammer, Hawkeye's bow, Captain's Shield's etc. Captain's shield, etc. So, you can look at the blueprint, and I'm looking at it right now, and it shows their icons I think I'm going to do one more and then you know if if you have any curiosities about this you can actually look it up online and see that there are 75 of these total uh, in Marvel movies where they just stick something in there that's interesting this last one is Howard Stark's Cap Comics Iron Man 2 As Tony looks through his father's belongings, he lifts some papers and briefly reveals a corner of an old Captain America cover. Papa Stark was actually instrumental in Captain America becoming the superhero we know today.
0: Oh, so it was his father. Mm -hmm. Well, damn, that means that how old was he whenever Tony was born then? Because, Hmm. I mean, I don't remember what actor portrayed him in the first Captain America movie or how old that he was, but I know Robert Downey Jr. in real life, he's he's like 50 or pushing 50 if not all they're already and then but in the in the movies you know he, he's portraying somebody that's in their 40s i imagine and that's like uh that's like um a 20 year difference between like 1940s and the 1960s uh roughly whenever he was born so that tells me that he his dad may have been in his fifties or sixties, whenever Tony was born, which isn't necessarily uncommon for men that age to, you know, to have still have kids. I'm just wondering if that's the angle that they're taking, or maybe I'm just thinking about this too, too drastically. And we have ten minutes left. I think we're done. Oh, okay. Well, actually, um, I do want to hit one more thing. Um, have Have you ever heard of furries, Shelley? No. Furries. Furries. That, yeah, furries. There's a there's a <laughs> and I'd actually never heard of this until a couple months ago where a, um where a story, a news, a local news channel or actually it was well, it was a local it was a local news channel. I can't remember where. But somebody on the show had actually mentioned furries and the newscaster or the anchor didn't know anything about it. So they asked and someone and they told her and this person just what? No, go ahead. Okay. Just lost their shit and just started laughing while, live while they were on the show. And come to find out f- the furries is actually a real thing where people dress up in total costume from head to toe like different animals. And it's almost like, and it's a sexual thing. Like, And they're like furry parties where these people just have orgies. And you, don't, you can't tell anything about that person because they're in total costume. And the reason I bring this up is because I actually saw two people that were dressed up in total furry-like costumes, or from when I was at Comic-Con yesterday. And as they walked by, I said, hey, wrong convention. <laughs> And I actually got a picture of one of them too. And as I was walking out, they actually had their masks. They actually had their masks off. One was a skinny little Asian dude. The other one was a chick. <laughs> I and I got, actually thought that that the one that I got the picture of was a chick because the the costume was actually proport like female proportionate.
1: I thought that they were pictures of. I thought they were pictures of that video game. Those.
0: Well, like. What video game are you? Thinking? Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, okay, yeah, that's I, what I thought it was. I haven't played that yet.
1: You've seen the.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen the videos, but I've, that I that game is kind of scary, and I'm.
1: Yeah, I thought they were wearing costumes from five, ni- five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, they're wearing Five Nights at Freddy's costumes.
0: AKA the rocket fire explosion comes alive and tries to fucking kill you. <laughs> wow. Showbiz Pizza. Showbiz Pizza Ben. I didn't really have anything, and so that's that's why the one thing I was going to say if any of you listeners out there have done the furry thing or know people that have I would love to hear your story so I can talk talk about it on our on a future future occurrence so if you have send us a message what are you pointing at the dog what's he doing he's just walking around about it. okay okay we'll talk about it offline anyway if you have any stories furry stories of that you've either would like to share or if you've actually done it yourself please tell us please tell us either send us to either email it to Fuji the Fuji address or send send a message send a private message to my page if you know me personally or to the Robert Turner Insignificant Podcast Facebook page oh, alright
1: they have a website
0: there's a furry website
1: mm-hmm. it's a furry website um, and it's. I believe it's about oh What different stories but I don't believe this is the same thing. Hold on. Oh uh, okay. It looked like it was. Furry stories fiction press. Place where furry stories can live in harmony with one another.
0: Crazy. We may have to check that out before the next episode because oh, I do. like to get a little embellish on that. Not, We don't have enough time more. today because we only got about I five minutes more. left.
1: It's called Adult Stories. <laughs> it says, here are my erotic furry stories set in a world I encountered on my travels. Here furries and humans coexist and, of course, sex is often the result. So sit back, click on a story, and have fun. Wow. Yeah, so there are some stories.
0: We may have to pick some of those out. (laughs) And read them? Well, maybe not verbatim, but just to see what kind of fucked up stories are on there. Mm. (laughs) Man, that's awesome. I really don't have anything to touch on video games-wise this week, other than I got those badass NES posters from Comic-Con. Shelly, did you know that they're making Minecraft Legos now?
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of contradictory. It kind of contradicts itself because Minecraft is like Legos for adults because the whole game is around building stuff out of pixelized pixelized blocks. And now the company, and then now the the company that's most famous for taking various franchises and pop culture and movies and TV shows has actually taken their model and releasing it under their name.
1: Minecraft was actually made for children. I didn't know that it was for adults. I thought when they first came out it was for children. Well,
0: I, don't, oh, I mean that's that's just my take on it. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm not saying anything official about the developers or I, I anything really like think that. it was Mahjong, yeah.
1: Something special for children to build le- like with Legos, but in a virtual world.
0: Yeah. I know Ainsley really enjoys it.
1: Oh, yeah, she loves making those ponies.
0: Yeah. She likes the creative mode, though. She doesn't She doesn't like the normal mode where you have to enc- encase yourself in shelter so you don't get attacked and killed by zombies at night. Anyway, so that's all we got for this week. Thank you for joining us once again. If you're interested in being the guest, you can be local to the DFW area or you can be a remote. We have capabilities to do that via Skype. If you are interested, please drop us a line, or if you have any stories or bits that you would like for us to cover, please drop us a line at Fujiwa at gmail.com, that's F-U-J-I-W-A-H at gmail.com, or you can also send send us a message on Facebook, on our official page, which is, you'll find it out if you just look up RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast, or if you know me personally, Matt Thomas, you can drop me a message that way also. But I'm not going to give Shelly's name, because... even though she loves to do this, she prefer she prefers to remain mostly yeah, anonymous. You
1: don't have to tell people that. That's okay. Okay.
0: It's not like I'm giving out your SSN or anything like that. I don't know anyway. I want to keep it that way. At any rate. You don't want
1: to know my social security number.
0: No. Why do you seem so seem so hurt by that? Very sad. Oh well, that's all we got for this week. I would also like to g- give another shout out to. The podcasts that I support, number one is the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, of course, JJTM, which I'm good friends with, Atypical DFW Podcast, Whiskey Boy Radio, The Funky Town Podcast, featuring Jeffrey the Lord. Who am I missing? Oh, yes, and a couple a couple other ones. There's Porpoise Crispy, which they, they're they basically a music podcast. I've started listening to them. And then we have a podcast. Uh, two more podcasts I like to give a shout out, uh, both based out of Allen, Texas. One is We the Gamer, and then one is Digital Frustrations. Both video game related podcasts, very cool stuff.
1: What about the one in California? Did you do that one already?
0: I closed with them because they are not local. But yes, the Ned Files out of Buena Park, California, and their sister podcast, The Danger Hour, which I have also started listening to. So, yes, that's all I got. Thank you very much, and, I'll, and I look forward to hearing from you guys next week if we fucking get anything. And if we don't, we're still going to do this shit. So, awesome. Red pants. <coughs> Damn, bless you. Send all praises, critiques, and death threats to fujiwa at gmail.com. That's F-U-J-I-W-A-H at gmail.com. Copyright 2015, Fujiwa Entertainment. All rights reserved.